Welcome to On Texas Football, me and Jerry Hamilton, and alongside uh, Jerry uh, with Inside Texas and On Three. Jerry, uh, Texas loses out on Corey and Gibson, a cornerback out of Lancaster, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, your thoughts about this recruitment, but more than that, what I want to go over today is where does Texas go from here? Let's start with uh, Texas losing out on Corey and Gibson, Clemson ultimately the winner. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you look at it, <clears throat> we kind of said it on the video and uh, I mentioned on Inside Texas. I mean, everything in our history of recruiting led us down the path. OK, it makes more sense for Clemson. Um, you take three visits to Clemson in a three month period of time. It's a strong indicator when two of them um, or a strong indicator of your interest in Clemson. Two of those are unofficial visits. And Bobby, as you pointed out, Clemson's not an easy place to get to. You're either flying into Greenville or Atlanta. And then you go back for the official visit uh, June 2nd through 4th. Um, you know, look, I mean, Texas confidence in it never wavered. I, I don't think Clemson's confidence in it ever wavered either. Um, and, and, you know, then when he did not commit to Clemson coming off the official visit and state, continued on with the official visit process and went to Ohio State, then he TCU midweek and ended up at Texas. Um, <clears throat> you know, things were still looking positive on the Texas side. Things were also positive on the Clemson side. Um, and so ultimately, uh, I, Corey Gibson went with his childhood dream and his childhood dream was to play at Clemson. All right. You know, this is a this is one of those things, a top 100 defensive back. It's a loss for the Longhorns, but they've got other guys, uh, particularly at corner that they're they're targeting that are higher ranked, to be yeah. fair. Um, Kobe Black out of Waco Connolly. Uh, he is one of them. Uh, he has been on campus as well at Texas. Texas is thought to be the leader there. Uh, but not certain he may be visiting LSU or A&M this coming week. I think it's A&M. Uh, and then Wardell Mack, uh, defensive back out of Marrero, John Errett, he at, in, down in Louisiana, he's visiting, I, I believe, Florida this coming week, and LSU remains yeah. involved. Texas also has a commitment from Santana Wilson, uh, the defensive back, cornerback, top 100 player in the country out of Arizona, whose dad, uh, Adrian, uh, was a NFL All-Pro, now an executive with the Carolina Panthers organization. Uh, Jerry, those three guys now on the board, what's remaining, maybe Eli Bowen out of Denton Guy are still keeping contact, but Mac and Black uh, appear to be the guys remaining, Selman Bridges off the board to yep. Arkansas. Um, tell us a little bit about both uh, Kobe <laughs> Black and Wardell Mack and where Texas goes from here. And then I also want to get into some safety talk as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kobe Black, uh, you laid that one out pretty well. He considered a Texas lean. Um, he still has an official visit scheduled the second week in September to LSU. He's scheduled to be at AM this next weekend. You know, LSU going to LSU, not out of the question, I don't think, but I, I don't think he's locked that one in yet. Um, but I think, you know, look, Texas has been in a good position there. Uh, his brother plays at Oklahoma State. You know, if this carries into the fall, a visit there could happen as well. Uh, but it, this recruitment's been similar to some of the others. It's going to come down to close to home at the at the end of the day, made an Ohio State visit. Uh, he's been out to Oregon, but those aren't expected to be the choice as of right now. It, close to home is expected to win out. And Texas has uh, been in a good position there for a while. Um, and now the Texas staff just has to stay patient and close that one out. Word on is, that. Go ahead. Hey, let me ask you about Kobe Black <laughs> a little bit. Um, Oklahoma State, his brother plays there. Yeah. How involved are they? Are they expected to get an official visit at all? There's been talks that they, they can get an official visit. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. He's been up there so many times. He'll be up there again to watch his brother play. 
so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's just that's not a school we've heard will end up being the winner in the recruitment. You know, so but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, you know, all indications point to Texas right now being being the favorite. All right, uh, Wardell Mack. You were going to talk about him. Wardell Mack's more interesting uh, for sure because you know he had kind of been a l- little colder on LSU. He started the process as an LSU lean. Um, then you know LSU took a bunch of defensive backs in the last class. Had a few committed in this class. Um, you know I, what I'll say is he's scheduled to be at LSU on the 27th and then go to Florida on the 28th, 29th next week. Uh, I, I I think the parents are really, really love the Texas official visit. So I think Texas over Florida within the family circle right now. The question is, where's LSU going to be? Uh, by him going to LSU here late in July, it kind of sets up what he told me at John Aaron a couple weeks ago, uh, is that things are moving towards an August decision. Um, and now that doesn't mean even if he commits to Texas or Florida, obviously you end up back on LSU's campus during the season. But I do think it, it, it kind of goes along with somebody who's speeding up their timeline. As a family member had said before, I talked to Wardell, and then Wardell confirmed that. Uh, Corey Raymond, Jabbar Jalut at Florida. Uh, Louisiana guys, a lot of Louisiana ties. I think Florida's recruited him. I'm not sure they've recruited him as hard as Texas because I think they kind of thought he might end up at LSU long term. And so Florida's taken a, a corner for, from in-state and may get another one soon. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of works itself out. Texas is all in on Wardell Mac. Terry Joseph from Shaw High School, a mile away from John Errett. Um, I think they've done, Terry's done a really good job with the family in this recruitment. Um, and with Wardell, we'll see how strong his ties to LSU become after he takes this unofficial visit here this week. Uh, Frank Wilson's now part of that recruitment. And so that means LSU feels like they got to turn up the heat and the decision's getting closer. Got it. Um Thoughts here um, at cornerback in total. Uh, Texas went into the recruiting campaign thinking they wanted three. Now only really three, maybe four are still on the board. One of them is in in the boat, and that's Santana Wilson. Uh, So now, I mean, uh, with Corian Gibson and Selman Bridges both off the board, uh, this puts numbers tight for Texas. They may have to go back to the drawing board. If they don't domino on either Mac or uh, uh, Kobe Black, uh, of course, they did do quite well last year in recruiting at corner with the Malik Muhammad or Manny Muhammad. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see exactly what this means, but uh, it's, it's one of the things that we're going to be monitoring because uh, there are other guys out there in the state that Texas has looked at. We'll see if uh, Texas circles back or not. It has not been uh, Texas's MO to just circle back on guys that only if they think they, they're good enough. I right. will say this, uh, I do believe Texas will continue to recruit Corian Gibson, yeah. even despite his commitment to Clemson. You you agree with that? Yeah, I think they'll stay in contact with him for sure. Um, because the one thing we've learned about Texas is if they, they don't move off their top targets, they continue to recruit those guys. And you know what? If they end up missing on those guys, they've shown the ability to go get Gavin Holmes out of the portal. I mean, so I think that that is also in play as you continue – that's part of the thing about being at a blue blood program. You can keep swinging at your big targets and then, you know, you can go into the portal and get a really good player because you're at the university of Texas. Uh, so that's a luxury that not all schools have. Uh, so it does make the recruiting strategy uh, easier and cleaner and better for me. Well, it's interesting. Uh, let, let's segue into uh, defensive back or further into the secondary at safety. Um, 
somewhat similarly, we think Texas wants two safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Johnson Rebel is one of them. They're really happy with him. The IMG Academy via Fort Worth Brewer. Uh, some thought that maybe his relationship with Corey and Gibson might actually uh, influence Gibson's decision. That doesn't appear to have happened. That being said, Johnson Rubel um, is one of the safeties. The others on the, the only other on the board right now that we're aware of that they've really offered is Josh Lair out of Fort, Fort Bend Marshall uh, because Miles Davis out of Converse Judson has gone uh, to uh, Texas A&M. Uh, that all being said, don't forget they're recruiting Aaron Hampton as an athlete right That's now. right. Um, and so how he fits in which category, you know, is a good question for all of us. Right, Jerry? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the safety room now? Johnson Rubel, we both think is a plus player. Uh, yes. What about uh, the other spot? Is Josh Lair, are, are they, you know, what what's going on in that, that recruitment? Yeah, coming out of his official visit to Texas, the 16th through 18th, he'd been to LSU, he'd been to Baylor. Um, I thought Texas was probably the favorite for him. Um you know, at the time, LSU had two or three other DBs committed. They've had some guys peel um, or they moved on from kind of like Texas did Hunter Martin. Um, So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. He Josh Lairs was he's been on the same timeline as Miles Davis was initially. I'm, I'll commit in August before my first game of the year. Well, that changes. You know, that changes when numbers get tight. Um, so we'll, we'll see what Josh Lair does if he speeds up that timeline here in the next couple of weeks before practice starts for Fort Ben Marshall. Uh, but they, he's a guy that, look, Blake Gideon's been down the scene multiple times. Texas really likes him. He's a different safety than Jordan Johnson Bell. He's more of a box guy that can really he, – he, I call him the walking hit stick. Uh, I mean, this guy will strike you. Um, and the question is, you know, similar with Warren Roberson in that regard, except Warren Roberson played offense. You saw the ball skills more. With Josh Lair, you see just that physicality a lot on, in safety. Um, so we'll see where Texas goes with that, but they do want two safeties. And but like you said, Aaron Hampton plays into that now being committed as an athlete. Well, here's my thought process, right? We Looking at it as a whole, uh, Texas could lose as many as four DBs this year. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Um, in the and maybe more Keaton Crawford. I mean, even depth pieces could be gone. Uh, Jaron Thompson, senior. Uh, Jalen Catalan could be gone if he's healthy. Uh, then you add Ryan Watson to that mix and Jade Barron. Defensive back needs a lot of influx of talent, not unlike what we talked about the other day with defensive tackle. Right. Um, and so I thought Texas, and we pegged the number, and I've got it gone back here, we thought the number would be five uh, going into this recruiting cycle where it would be a mix of corners, safeties, maybe guys that could play a little bit of both. 
yeah. right? And, and uh, even that star position, as we've talked about uh, before as well. Right now, I have a hard time seeing them get past four. Um, and, and, yeah, and I think they're going to go to the portal. I mean, you look at it, two starters potentially if Catalan's healthy come up from the portal, Gavin Holmes and uh, Jalen Catalan. So I think that's kind of what it looks like. And Ryan, Ryan Watts is a portal guy. Ryan Watts is a portal guy. So they got three of their starting four DBs or five, three of their starting five be uh, portal guys. So, again, that kind of that goes back to what we were talking about a, a, earlier. It's, these blue blood programs have a huge advantage in college football right now. So you can swing for your top guys. And if you don't get those guys, you can go to the portal and know you're going to get a really good player that wants to play at Texas. So I, I think that's what we're looking at. I agree. The number we've set was five. I even talked about it being as high as six if they hit home runs with these guys, uh, with the understanding that you don't get all these guys. Um so, you know, if they if they end up take, getting four DBs, then they're going to have to go to the portal for one or two, depending on how many guys go pro early. Yeah. You think Texas is uh, somewhat miffed now that they didn't push harder for Selman Bridges, uh, the young man out of out of uh, Lake Belton that committed to Arkansas on July 13th, given the uh, result here with uh, Corian Gibson? You know, tough question to answer. I think Arkansas was all in on that recruitment for a while. Um, and, and I think that's that's the thing is th that's where the staff has to be. You know, they got to they got to go with who they believe uh, are, are their top guys. I mean, and, and you know, it, the question is, then, you know, do you who, who do you come back on? Do you stay on Corey Gibson? Do you try to come back on Selman Bridges? Um, uh, but I think both of those kids will continue to communicate with Texas. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens if either one of those guys show up on campus this season will be our next trigger. Got it. Uh, all right. Speaking with Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com and on three sports, uh, trying to trying to make sense of the defensive backboard, given the late commitment uh, of Corian Gibson uh, to Clemson on Saturday afternoon, uh, the uh, defensive back out of Lancaster. Texas with two commitments right now in the secondary, possibly a third if you include Aaron Hampton. Right. But Santana Wilson is certainly a corner, yes. we believe. Maybe a star. He he's yeah. He's a guy that's definitely a cover guy, is my point. Yeah. Jordan Johnson Rebell is that typical safety. He's a downhill guy that plays over the top, right? Yeah. So those two guys have certain categories. Are Mac and Black both corners truly, or can they be moved around a little bit based on what they're able to do? I think I mean, I, I think they have higher upside. Everybody has higher upside at corner. Let's right. be clear. But can can they play different positions? Are they are they talented enough and versatile enough? To do that, I, I think they're talented enough and versatile enough. I, I see Kobe Black definitely at corner. Wardell Mack's interesting because some schools have told him, "Look, we could see you at safety, we could see you at corner, we could see you at nickel." Um, because his ball skills really show up at wide receiver. Um, he played safety young when he was younger in high school, so he's done a little bit of both, and, and I think they see his versatility there. Um, as a guy that so I think what we've seen so far Kobe Black's more locked in the corner Wardell Mack has played more in colleges are recruiting him telling him some of them we could see at corner we could see it being a really good safety too everybody's recruiting Kobe Black as a straight corner yeah um then Josh Lair is completely a safety yes right out of Fort Ben Marshall yes all right yeah that that, that makes sense I, I feel like Mac could be that guy that's a corner, maybe a star. You just try to figure out where to get his kind of speed and athleticism on, on the field uh, that makes sense. Uh, Black, whereas I think he's more of that boundary corner that may 
be a guy that could take over almost immediately for someone like Ryan Watts who might be leaving. All right, uh, Jerry, uh, this is what happens. The loss of Corey Gibson is what happens when you when you are going after nationally rated kids. We, yes. We've talked about this. Uh, there's no no shame in it. Uh, this is the way the, the of the world. You're going to go up against the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the um, Alabamas and Floridas and whatnot. You win some with DeAndre Robinson. You lose some with Corey and Gibson. You go on. Uh, you yeah. got to pick, pick up yourself and try to keep pushing hard on the guys that you know can help you compete at the highest level. Right. And let's and let's talk about this too, Bobby. I mean, we, we mentioned this. High school, you know, look, the evaluation process continues too. Texas doesn't – Texas stays on their top targets, but think about Warren Roberson in the last class. Very talented player. Jelani McDonald too kind of was a McDonald. little late. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're not ruling out Texas finds a guy's senior year that they really like. That could be in-state. That could be out-of-state. Um, but, you know, that's why you're going to keep swinging on your number one guys. And they've proven that over time, 2022 offensive line class and some last year, a linebacker, uh, for instance. So, uh, they're going to keep swinging away on their top guys. But at the same time, that doesn't mean the evaluation process stops. Uh, because like you said, Jelani McDonald, Warren Roberson, those are two guys' senior year evaluations. Got it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for this edition of uh, On Texas Football, trying to figure out and make sense of the jigsaw puzzle that is defensive back recruiting uh, to some level. Uh, thankfully, the Longhorns have Santana Wilson and Jordan Johnson Rebel, as well as Aaron Hampton already in the in the boat. Uh, but they're still looking for more talent uh, to replace what we think is going to be a, a heavy attrition rate in the secondary uh, possibly this offseason. All right, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football.